You are now listening to Honesty Leads to a Pure Heart taught by Pastor Randall Crawford Sr. Please visit our website to listen to more messages like this one and subscribe to our newsletter at BethelHouseOfTruth.org. Again, that is BethelHouseOfTruth.org. Enjoy the message and God bless you. Honesty leads to a pure heart in Christ. Honesty leads to a pure heart in Christ. And it truly does. Now, honesty is marked as being free from deceit or untruthfulness. Me personally, I try to be honest as I possibly can. I'm sometimes over honest and I have nothing to hide at all. Being sincere, honesty. The Christian life should be one marked with integrity and honesty, yet we find it easy to sin. We do. We live in the flesh. Amen? This flesh is, has a lot of good attributes, but it also has a lot of bad attributes. Amen? Honesty is something we must work hard at all times. No exceptions. A honest life is something we should always strive for in Christ Jesus. And in every relationship we have, from our marriage to our children, with our family, and with our church family, but more importantly, with Yahweh and Jesus Christ and the Holy Spirit. You don't want to grieve the Holy Spirit. And with ourselves, you got to be honest with yourself. People lie to themselves all the time. That's just something that they're not. They lie to themselves and they say they make up their own religion in their head and it's just a mess. And it gets you further away from God because of your dishonesty, because of your lack of integrity, because of your lack of love that you have for God. Even at work or in school or in a community with our neighbors, we must be honest. and We must keep integrity as a shield for our life. Amen. And Matthew 7, 16 tells us we are known by our fruits. You want to be known as a Christian, as a real Christian, not a fake Christian. You don't want to be known as one of the Pharisees or Sadducees who Christ said is hypocrites. You don't want to be known as that. They're not honest. That's why he called them that. They don't live in honesty. That's why he called them that. Let us all that claim to love Yahweh and Jesus Christ be found of them with honesty and integrity and a pure heart, which leads to a pure mind, to serve Yahweh and Jesus Christ in love and in truth. Anything else is not of Yahweh. It is of Satan and the world. Let me repeat that. Anything else that's not honesty, love, and truth and of a pure heart is of the world and of the devil. Period. There's no way around that. We must be careful always to do what is honest and right in Yahweh's eyes. And even when you think he's not looking, honesty. Amen? It's important. The only way to do that is to know what's pleasing to God in Christ. Let's go to the word of God and grow. Amen? Second Timothy chapter 2, verse 8. What brought shame to Adam and Eve in the garden, their sin, and the fact that they weren't honest about it. It brought shame to them. Remember that Jesus Christ of the seed of David was raised from the dead according to my gospel. Remember that. Never forget that, that he died and he rose for you. Wherein I suffer trouble as an evildoer because I believe in Jesus Christ. The people that don't believe in Jesus Christ, the people of the world, will come at me will come for me, 
Like I'm the evildoer when they're the ones that's wrong because the word of God is stinging them and is condemning them and they just don't want to change. Even unto bounds, but the word of God is not bound at all. You cannot chain the word of God. You can't put it in the cell. You can't put it in the box. It's alive. The word of God is alive and it should be alive in you as well. Amen. Therefore, I endure all things for the elect's sake. For God's elect in this final generation and the remnant back then, Paul saying, I endure all things for the elect's sake in this final generation. That they may also obtain the salvation which is in Christ Jesus with eternal glory. That's our goal, eternal life with Jesus Christ. That is our goal. That's always been our goal, to seek him, to serve him. If we suffer, we shall also reign with him. If we deny him, he shall also deny us. So it's best to believe and to serve him and not deny him. He will treat you as you treat him. If you disrespect, if you hate him, he will hate you. If you love him, he will love you. Repentance is real and removes all bad things. Amen. If we believe not, yet he abideth faithful, he cannot deny himself. Listen, if you mess up, and you go away from the word of God, Christ and God are literally waiting for you to return, just like the prodigal son. He's waiting for you to return with his arms open to you through repentance. Amen? That's the love of God. Ain't going to get that nowhere else. Of these things, put them in remembrance, charging them before the Lord that they strive not about word to no profit. Stay away from foolish talking. But be subverting but to the subverting of the hearers, to the growing of hearers, so that people can see a good example, so that they can understand what's going on, that God works through you, and that you are here for a reason to guide people to the truth. Let your conversation be upright in Jesus Christ, so those who hear you can grow. Amen? Study to show thyself approved unto God, not to no one else but God, a workman that needeth not to be ashamed, rightly dividing the word of truth. I love this verse. I think this is one of my wife's favorite verses, First Lady. And it says, study to show thyself approved unto God. That means work hard at it. That means get in the word, open this Bible, study, learn the manuscripts, learn these things. Get into all the appendix. Learn them. Allow the Bible to become a part of you. Don't just say you're a Christian. Be a Christian. Study to show thyself approved unto God, a workman that needeth not to be ashamed. When will you be ashamed? If someone come to you and they ask you something about the word of God, you don't have the answer. You should always have the answer. Amen? You should never not have the answer. Rightly dividing the word of truth. Because you got to remember, it's not you, it's God. It's the spirit of God. It's the spirit of God leading you and guiding you. To this very moment, for this person right here, for you. Again, God will bring people to you. If he has equipped you, he will bring people to you. That means if he equipped you, he expects you to study this word so that you are not a fool in front of a Gentile, in front of someone who is of the world and in the world, so that you represent him properly. And it makes him feel good. And it also makes you feel good as well because there's no shame coming. Like, I screwed that up. You don't want to say that. I screwed that up. That's why you study. That's why I study for eight hours in one day. Then another eight hours in another day. Just to bring you a message. 
has to bring you a message. It takes a lot of work. It, listen, you put a lot of work into this. This is work. This is straight work. But shun profane and vain babblings, for they will increase unto more ungodliness. Listen, nothing's going to change. The end is the end. We are here. We are in it. This is the final generation. It's only going to increase more and more. Babble, confusion, people making up stories, people being foolish because they're not called of God. They don't have the truth. So they got to do something to hold the people in church, don't they? Got turned into a circus. And you got to remember that. If you're an honest person, an honest Christian in Christ, you don't have to be ashamed. Dishonesty brings shame. Amen? Dishonesty brings shame. It does. Ask Adam and Eve. It brings shame. Ask anyone who ever sinned. It brings shame. But when you live for your own glory and not Yahweh in Christ, shame and dishonesty and the unrepentant mind lives with you. And that's extremely sad. Most people on this earth today, and I'll say most people, they live for their own glory. They don't live for the glory of God. They live for their own glory, what they can get, how they can look in front of people, how they sound, how they appear to people, leaving off honesty and a pure heart and integrity, always, because they don't care how they get what they're focused on, but it, because it's for their glory, and it's a mess. It's a true mess. Colossians 3, 1. If you then being risen with Christ, seek those things which are above, where Christ sitteth on the right hand of God. If, meaning, if your flesh has died when Christ died on the cross, and then you rose in a new spirit, in a new heart, in a new mindset, in a resurrected body, which now leads your everyday life. Seek those things that are above where Christ sits on the right hand of God. Don't seek the things of the world because the things of the world are going to get you in trouble. It's okay to have good things. Nothing wrong. Hear what I'm saying? Paul's not saying that you can't have good things. I'm not saying that you can't have good things. The word of God's not saying that. But what it is saying is don't seek things above heavenly things. Look upward always to the throne of God. Always look to God. Always look to Christ. Always look to the Holy Spirit. For all things. Don't look to the earth for anything except what God said it is for. That's it. Let it be on earth as it is in heaven. Two. Set your affections on things above, not on things on the earth. There you go. For you are dead and your life is hid with Christ in God. If you're his elect, if you're honest, you know what it takes to be honest. That means you got to lay everything about you down in order to be an honest individual. Most of the world got a problem with that. They just do. Again, Christ reminds us in the book of John chapter 8, he says, when you speak of a lie because it's your father's language, he was the creator of it. That's Satan's own language. Satan's a liar. Verse 4, when Christ, who is our life, he is our life. When you make him your life, he becomes your life. Shall appear when seven trump, then shall you also appear with him in glory. You put Christ first, he puts you first. Simple as that. You love him, he's going to love you. He's going to go above and beyond for you. 
You do his will, he's going to do your will. If that makes any sense to you. He's going to take care of you. Modify, that means to destroy, abolish. Therefore, your members which are upon the earth, fornication, uncleanness, inordinate affections, evil concupiscence, and covetousness, which is idolatry. All these things get rid of. All these things are of the world. All these things come from the devil. Lustfulness. Most of them expand from lustfulness. Again, the word lust in the Hebrew manuscripts has over a thousand applications. Goes into a thousand different words. It's crazy. Let me just break it down to where you can understand it and I don't speak to you as an alien. So, when it says mortify, that means to destroy. Therefore, your members which are upon the earth. Fornication, you don't need to do that. If you love someone, marry that person, period. So you're not committing fornication. You can't keep going from one partner to one partner to another partner. It's not of God, okay? Uncleanness, it doesn't mean my house is dirty, I'm unclean. No, uncleanness, things that are unclean and that are not clean in the eyes of God. It even breaks down to the way you eat. Inordinate affections. How about incest? She's my second cousin. No, she's not. That's sheer blood. Let it go. That's incest. All these things. Then it goes on to more lustfulness and more lustfulness, covetousness and adultery and worshiping false gods and stuff. Six. For which things sake the wrath of God cometh on the children of disobedience. They are disobedient. To be disobedient means to be not honest. To be disobedient means not to have any integrity. To be disobedient means you're lacking faith. To be disobedient means not to have a pure heart in Christ Jesus. The wrath of God comes for these things. In the which ye also walked sometime when ye lived in them. You were there. We all were there. When you lived to self and not to God in Christ. And if you still live into self, you've got a problem. Anyone who lives for self has a problem. Let's break down how dumb it is to live for self for one second. This is how dumb it is to live for self. I'm going to just say this one verse. Seek ye the kingdom of God and I will add all things unto you. Anyone who cannot do that lives for themselves. Period. Hands down. They live for themselves. He says, seek my kingdom, meaning be a kingdom builder, and I will provide all things for you. That's a guarantee. That's a promise. God doesn't lie. He's honest. He has integrity. He has a pure heart. Amen? And when you don't seek the kingdom of God, you're being dishonest to God. And when you claim to love him and you still walk for your own glorification, that means you put things before God, things that should not be before God. I show up every Sunday. I show up every Wednesday. I show up every time. Every time there's something, I show up. You know how many people could be here and not be here mentally, spiritually, in their mind? See, this is the thing. Most people, and I'm quoting from another pastor, he said, most people want their fix. They'll go away for three weeks, and then they'll come back for two weeks because they want their fix in Christ. Amen? They want to shake off all the shame that they feel when they were gone for three weeks for the things that they did, for the things that they've done. Christ teaches us not to walk in those things and to always be clean through repentance. 
Church isn't a game. God isn't a game. The kingdom of heaven is not a game. It's just not. It's either you're walking with him or you're not walking with him. It's just that simple. Because you may be able to fool someone who's sitting next to you, behind you, or in front of you. But the one person you can't fool is God Almighty. Because he goes directly into your heart. He goes in your mind and he reads it. And he knows. He knows if the word of God is annoying you. And you're like, I wish just hurry up. You're not all the way there. Something is missing in your brain. Amen. Think about what I'm saying. Something's missing. And it's the love of God. Thank God we're not there anymore. Eight. But now ye also put off all these anger, wrath, malice, blasphemy, filthy communication out of your mouth. Let it all go. Don't be in church one way and then be outside of church another way. Amen? It's called a hypocrite. It's called someone fake. Whatever I'll say in church, I'll say outside too. I have nothing to hide because I know what I'm saying. I'm not doing anything wrong. And I'm not going to do anything wrong. But when I do something wrong, I want to fix myself because I'm not a hypocrite. I'm not going to pretend like I don't do something wrong because I always do something wrong. I'm just wrong. That's who I am. Mr. Wrong. Not one to another. Seeing that you have put off the old man or woman with his or her deeds. Don't lie to each other. One of the worst things you could do. If you're lying to each other, you're lying to yourself. You really are. Only speak the truth to Yahweh and Jesus Christ and to yourself and to each other. Don't practice your old ways anymore. Don't practice your old ways anymore. Only speak the truth. Truth on top of truth on top of truth on top of truth. Amen? One thing you can't fake is intent. That's the one thing you can't fake. It's intent. And that's what God reads. Your intent. When you open your mouth, there's intent behind it. When you go to the store, there's intent behind it. When you go shopping, there's intent behind it. When you come to church, there's an intent behind it. What do you intend to do when you get here? Do you intend to worship God? Do you intend to praise God and give him all the glory and praise? Do you intend to do what's right in the eyes of God when you are here? I'm asking you, what do you intend to do? Because that's what God goes by. Dishonesty won't get you anywhere with God. It won't get you anywhere. It'll lessen your life. That's what it will do. So don't lie to one another. Don't lie to yourselves. The person you're sitting next to, the person that you realize you spend a lot of time with the people in this building, a whole lot of time. A whole lot of time. And for there to be isms and schisms and phony practices, fake practices. Let's just make one thing clear right now. Anything fake is not of God. Amen? Anything true is of God. Now, the reason I'm honest and the reason people get upset because of my honesty because I'm trying to keep you as a friend. I'm trying to keep you as a friend. I'm trying to keep you as a child of God. The mother, the brother, the sister, the aunt, the uncle, the cousin, the, the best friend. That's out the window when it comes to this. 
Do you know how bad a person has to be to lie to a pastor? Do you know how horrible you got to be to lie to a pastor? Horrible. The insides of your brain, the chains must not be rolling and going. To lie to a pastor, you need somebody to pump oil through your ear. You can lie to these fake pastors all you want to, but a true anointed call of God, ripped from the headlines of heaven, is absolutely ludicrous what it does for your record in heaven. It's absolutely crazy. Because if you will lie to a pastor, one with the Holy Spirit of God, as Christ would say to them, he says, if they do this to the live tree, what do you think they're going to do to the dry tree? Speaking in the Holy Spirit's here. They don't care. <laughs> the world doesn't care. It's a problem. That means you lie to God. Don't lie to each other. Respect the fact that this person came to worship God. And respect the fact that I took the time to make a message for you from God. Respect that. And it's worthy of all honesty, all integrity, and the purest heart. Amen? It absolutely is. And having put on a new man and a new woman, which is renewed in the knowledge. What renews you? What makes it new? The knowledge of God. After the image of him that created him. Or renewed by Jesus Christ, hands down, period. Neither Greek nor Jew, circumcision or uncircumcision. Barbarian, Scythian, bond nor free. These are just different types of nationalities these are more like street things uncircumcised basically means you you're not circumcised you didn't follow the law of abraham which is the law of god barbarian meaning someone who's like a heathen Scythian, a street greek bound in prison or free out of prison but christ is all and in all and it doesn't matter if you're in chains if you're different if you're not a jew if you are a jew it does not matter at all it just doesn't matter I'm here to set you free, Christ said. I'm here to make you different. Put on, therefore, as the elect of God, holy and beloved bowels of mercy, kindness, humbleness of mind, meekness, long-suffering. Who is he speaking to? His elect. He ain't speaking to nobody else but the elect. Put on, therefore, as the elect of God, meaning do you know who you are? Do you understand who you are? And if you do understand it, put these things on. You're holy and you're beloved. Amen? Saying, put on bowels of mercy, kindness, humbleness of mind, meekness, long-suffering. Don't get caught up in the world. 13, forbearing one another and forgiving one another. Don't hold grudges. If your sister or your brother in the elect need you to go a mile with them, you go that mile. You go two. Amen? You go two until you can't go no more. If any man have a quarrel against any, even as Christ forgave you, so also do ye. Forgive, move on. In the name of Jesus. Amen? Life's too short to be holding on to things. I don't know if you understand, and maybe I'm a poor teacher because I'm I'm gonna bring this forth because it's important. Forgiveness is important. That is the whole thing of Christianity. Forgiveness is beyond important. You have to forgive. You have to forgive. As much as I love vengeance, and I love vengeance, God said, All vengeance belongs to me. 
Let him have it. Because if I'm worried about vengeance, how in the world can I be this person God's telling me to be? I can't. If you do something to me, my flesh wants to automatically do something back to you. But as a Christian, I want to forgive you because I got to realize you're in a bad way. You've been in a bad way your whole life. Your life's not my life. You don't have Christ. I have Christ. I have more to lose than you do. Amen? So we're going to move on from the back and forth and let vengeance belong to God because he knows how to do it better than anyone else. 14. And above all these things, put on charity, which is love, which is the bond of perfection. It makes you perfect. That love, it does. Most people can't even love somebody beyond themselves. Most people can't even love their own kids. Something's wrong with human beings. That's the truth. And let the peace of God rule in your hearts, to the which also ye are called in one body, and be ye thankful. Be ye thankful for all things. And understand that you are called in one body to do one job, which is glorifying God, not self. Period. Let the word of Christ dwell in you richly in all wisdom. There's more than one form of wisdom? Yeah. But it all comes from God. In all wisdom. Let the word of Christ dwell in you richly in all wisdom, teaching and admonishing one another in psalms and hymns and spiritual songs, singing with grace in your heart to the Lord. If trouble comes my way in, in the daytime or at night, you know what I do? I get up, I pray, I praise constantly. If trouble comes my way, Anytime I get up, I pray, I praise, I pause, I think on the situation, I laugh, I pray, and I move on. Again, vengeance belongs to God. Unless you're in danger, somebody put their hands on you, you have every right to react. Unless you overtalk. But unless it's just words, words don't matter. Amen? Words don't hurt. Words hurt, but they don't hurt. Again, look at that person and say, you don't have Christ. And you got to know that. You got to know they don't have Christ. Pause, pray, sing praises. And whatsoever you do in word or deed, do all in the name of the Lord Jesus, giving thanks to God and the Father by him. Period. Everything you do. We must live an honest life in Christ Jesus. True repentance leads us to an honest and pure heart in Christ. Most people practice fake repentance. That's the truth. That's the honest truth. They practice fake repentance because if you have true repentance, it changes you. Hands down. It changes. Lord, I can't control my mouth. I talk too much. Lord, I don't know how to be quiet. Lord, I say the wrong thing. Lord, help me. But guess what? Years and years go on. That person never changes. There's no repentance. At all. Therefore, you're lacking a pure heart because you're just speaking words. We should never live to glorify ourselves. Only Yahweh and Jesus Christ. Don't lie to yourself. If you're a liar and a cheater of God, repent, change, and tell yourself that you're no good. Learn to grow in truth and honesty and a pure heart towards Yahweh. The only way to be truthful is to let go of the lie. Amen? 
Why are you scandalizing yourself? Don't scandalize yourself in life. You're going to lose blessings, promises, the whole nine. You might be on the street. Don't scandalize yourself in life. Put it like this. Your early part of your life is where you learn most of your life. You learn who you are. Amen. You learn that, okay, this got me in trouble. That got me in trouble. This got me in trouble. That got me in trouble. That's a no. This was a yes. Right? When you get older and you learn from your experiences, you should be living comfortably when you're older. Amen. You should be in a good place when you're older, right? Mentally and spiritually and physically. Amen. Think about what I'm saying to you. If you're not, you ain't learned a damn thing. And that's just the truth. You ain't learned nothing. Excuse my French. <laughs> that's funny. Here we go. Never live to glorify yourself. Only live to glorify God. Backing up. Two books. Ephesians 4.24. This is important. It's extremely important. We're almost done. Ephesians 4.24. And it reads, And that ye put on the new man or woman, which after God is created in righteousness and true holiness. We talked about this with that work ethic, remember? We talked about that work ethic that you must have. Honesty and integrity and a pure heart must be a part of that. Amen? Let me read this again. And that ye put on the new man or woman, or even child, which after God is created, which after God, that means after he put his hands on you, after God is created in righteousness and holiness, his way. He must put his way on you in order for you to be righteous and holy in his sight. You can't do it yourself. Amen. And the reason you can't do it yourself is because it eliminates all bragging. Amen. So we give glory to God in Christ. Wherefore, putting away lying, there you go, speaking every man truth with his neighbor, for we are members one of another. We are members of each other. If you heard, I heard. If you're poor, I'm poor. But if you're going through a rough time, I'm going through a rough time. Because your rough time becomes my rough time. Amen. Because I'm here to try to help you get out of that rough time. Amen? That's why I'm here. So it does become my problem. If you're poor, it becomes my problem. Amen? I'm supposed to help you, right? If you need something, you're supposed to be able to come to the church and be like, hey, I need thus, thus, thus. And I'd be like, okay, here you go. Bang. Simple as that. Putting away lying, speaking every man truth with his neighbor, for we are members one of another. We belong to each other. We belong to Christ. Be ye angry and sin not. See, it didn't say, don't ever get angry. Because you're going to get angry. I get angry. I get pissed. Okay? When my righteous indignation flares, it's like, hey, okay. Now let's see if I can stay out of sin. You're going to get angry. It's a natural emotion. God gets angry. And we are made in his image. But don't allow your anger to cause you to sin. Because then you're bad. Amen? Let not the sun go down upon your wrath. Use wisdom, be loving, and be gentle. Be those things. And it's important that me and my wife, we don't let the sun go down. If we let the sun go down and we didn't fix an argument, that means we're arguing through the night. We're going to fix it through the whole night. And sometimes the sun will rise because we're not bringing that into the next day. We're just not. Who's committed that way, though? Who's committed to lose sleep? 
so that you don't bring foolishness into the next day. Because you got to remember, Christ said, there's enough trouble, there's enough worry, there's enough stress in every day. Why add to it? Let things go. Because if you don't let things go, guess what you're doing? 27, neither give place to the devil. You're giving full place to the devil. He's riding that way with you. Oh, I got anger. So do I. He's riding that way with you. It's a problem because you want to be angry. What you want to be angry for? You want to be upset. You want to be to yourself. Be honest. You want to be to yourself. Key word, honesty. At least to a pure heart. Don't give place to the devil because he will swim in your misery. He absolutely will. He will swim right in your eye and do the backstroke out your mouth. That's exactly who Satan is. Let him that stole steal no more. Can't get a job. But rather let him labor working with his hands or her hands the things which is good that he or she may have to give to him that needeth. So I'm supposed to work hard all my life for my own money, for what I have, just to give it away. Pretty much. That's pretty much my life. That's pretty much what I do all the time. I give money away constantly, all the time. Money I don't even have, I give away. Because if I don't give, I'm not going to receive. Amen? And I'm not doing it just to receive. I'm doing it because it feels good to me. It feels amazing to give. It feels amazing to meet a stranger who only has a little bit of stuff in their care. She got three kids and only got five things in their carriage for the whole week. It feels amazing to take out money out of my pocket and be like, hey, whatever they want, they can get in the store. I'm paying for it. For real. Okay? You got 20 minutes. I'll wait for you. Give to people who can't afford to take care of their kids who got cancer. Always give. No matter what, you give. Everyone in this earth wants God to give to them. <laughs> it's everyone's prayer. Lord, just Lord. And Lord, just Lord. And Lord, and Lord, and Lord, and just a little give to me, Lord. Just me, and me, 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 me. The Lord, me, me, Lord. And that's exactly what people's prayers are. If you're being honest. There should be, Lord, show me how I can help someone today. Show me what I can do today. Lord, show me how I can glorify you today. Because if you're not doing that, you're stealing from yourself. You're stealing from yourself rapidly. Let him that stole steal no more, but rather let him labor working with his or her hands the things which is good in God's eyes that he may have to give to him or her that needeth. Give to them that need. This is how I look at it. If I don't need, whatever I give is not going to affect me anyway. I'm not even going to feel it. But if I need, God always provides. I'm in a win-win situation. Always. In a win-win situation, he always provides. No matter what. There's never a time that he has not provided for me and my family. Never a time. So I have the ability to give because he's given so much. Let no corrupt communication proceed out of your mouth, but that which is good to the use of edifying. 
that it may minister grace unto the hearers. What are you supposed to be doing? Building people up. Amen. Building them up. Yes, you can. And grieve not the Holy Spirit of God, whereby ye are sealed unto the day of redemption. You are sealed with the Spirit of God. Do things for God. Don't grieve the Holy Spirit. So when Christ returns, you want him to see his spirit on you. And you want it to be on you. Because those people who don't have his spirit, you know what he's going to say? Away from me, I never knew you. I never got to know you. Because if you have his spirit, that means he knows you. Amen? 31. Let all bitterness and wrath and anger and clamor and evil speaking be put away from you with all malice. X. You don't need none of that in your life. You just don't. That's why he would say, and I know Christ would say, 490 times forgive someone in one day. I say that, I've been saying this for the last couple of weeks. 490 times forgive someone in one day. Do you know what people say about you? Do you know what your wife, your husband, your children, your neighbors, the person you lay next to, okay, the person that doesn't lay next to you, do you know what they're saying to you and what you're saying about them? Think about what I'm saying. Think about what I'm saying. You're a Christian, right? You're driving in the car. Car just cuts you right off. What do you think I just said in my head? Yeah, I need to repent for that, right or wrong. If you're honest with yourself, be honest. But I'm not going to say it out loud because I don't want people to know what I'm thinking. So I'm not going to say it out loud because my kids will be like, Dad, why you can't do that? That's no, Dad, that's bad. Calm down. And be ye kind one to another, tenderhearted, forgiving one another, even as God for Christ's sake, have forgiven you. Again, you want forgiveness, you better give it. And be kind one to another. And be kind one to another, tenderhearted, forgiving one another, even as God, for Christ's sake, has forgiven you. Gotta be kind to one another. I know I stress my wife out when I'm driving sometimes because sometimes I drive crazy. But I stress her out because, and I know I'm stressing her out because she'll say something every time. And she got the kids saying stuff now. So it's like, I got to write down what I'm saying in my head so when I get home in my own private quarters, I can repent properly. <laughs> but you got to understand that life is too short to be bitter and hateful, jealous, and a liar. You got to understand when someone says one thing to you and do another on purpose. Listen to what I just said. When someone says one thing to you and do another on purpose, it's called a lie. Right? It's called a lie. Oh, I forgot. Lie. It's called a lie. Every time you come and hear the truth and you leave and you don't do it, you don't do what you basically said to God that you would do, you're lying. Pure lie. You're lying and you're cheating yourself every single time because you're not being honest and, you're not, and you don't show that integrity to God. God wants to be proud of you. He wants to be extremely proud of you. He doesn't want to be looking down at you like. He wants to be proud of you. He wants to know that no matter what you go through in life, you're going to always turn to him. And you're going to turn to him in honesty and integrity and with a pure heart. James 3.13. A couple of verses. Who's a wise man or woman endowed with the knowledge among you? Let him or her show out a good conversation, his or her works with meekness of wisdom. If there's one among you or two or three, man or woman, 
who has the wisdom of God and they can show a good conversation and meekness and humbleness. Let them speak. But if ye have bitter envying and strife in your hearts, glory not and lie not against the truth. That's one thing you don't lie against the truth. Don't lie against the truth. If you have the truth and you lie against the truth, you have a problem. Amen. And you don't want to do that. Listen to what you have. The truth. Where's a lie coming from in there? If you carry the truth with you, where is dishonesty coming from? Where is a lack of integrity coming from? Where is the lack of a pure heart? Where is that coming from? You know, the devil. 15. This wisdom descendeth not from above, is not from God at all. But is earthly, sensual, devilish. That's what it is. It's straight from Satan. He makes you think, he makes you think that you're more than who you really are. It's enough for me just to be a child of God. I accept that. But because I am God's anointed and because I am God's elect, because you are God's elect, that's more than enough. Amen. Nothing else trumps that. Nothing else except for the things that you create in your own brain and for your own glory. And Satan eggs you on. Don't be egged on by the devil. For where envying and strife is, there is confusion in every evil work. I can't say this verse again. For where envying and strife is, there is confusion. Confusion comes from Satan. And every evil work, envying and strife, the very person you sit next to you got a problem with, if one person gets something nice, it shouldn't cause you to run out and get something nice. You should be happy for that person. Give them their time. Let them have what they have. Amen. Let them enjoy it. Before you say, oh, look at mine. <laughs> That's not what you do. Amen. That's what the devil does. Do we work for the devil? Do we work for Satan? Do we work for the world? But that's what they do. 17. But the wisdom that is from above is first pure, that pure heart, then peaceable, gentle, and easy to be entreated. Let me say something about people who are not easy to and being treated. If you have a problem, if you're not easily entreated, something's wrong with you. you call yourself a Christian, you're not easily entreated. You know what easily entreated means? It means that you could come talk to them about something. They're easily entreated. Watch this. Full of mercy and good fruits, without partiality, there's no favoritism, and without hypocrisy, they're not hypocrites. And the fruit of righteousness is sown in peace of them that make peace. Do you make peace or do you add to the fire? Listen. All honesty leads to a pure heart in Christ Jesus. We are not blessed when we act a mess. It only leads us to death and stress. That's what it leads to. Bars. Don't lie to Yahweh in Christ anymore. Don't lie to yourself anymore. If you know you're no good, accept that. Listen, accept the fact that you're no good. That's hard for people to do, right? Accept the fact that you're a liar. Right? Accept the fact that you lie to God. Accept the fact. Accept the fact that you're a cheater when it comes to God. You cheat God. Accept the fact that there's not one honest bone in your body. 
because you're so comfortable living a lie. Accept that. And if you could accept that, you could change that. Amen. If you can accept that, you cannot change that at all. It will always remain. Because the delusion that you have in your brain will not allow you to accept it because you're so prideful. Think about what I'm saying to you. Think about it. The only way to change is to accept it and to confess it. If you say to God in prayer, I'll do better, and then you don't, guess what you are? A liar. You're a liar. And think about who you're lying to. If you say to God, I will do better, just blah, blah, blah. There's no conditions. You can't put conditions and parameters on God. You can't do that. Who do you think you are? You can say that to your wife or your husband or your kids. I'll do better. You know, They're not God, right? But you can't say that to God. Lord, I will do better. Just give me a chance. He's going to give you a chance. And then when you don't do better. What you think your prayer is going to be next time? Lord, I'll do better. Just give me a chance. And when you don't do better, what do you think your prayer will be the next time? The same thing over and over again. I'll do better. Stop lying to yourself. You're not confessing to God and to yourself who you are. Confess it. Be honest. Lord, I've been cheating you all these years, Lord. I've been cheating you all these years. Confess it. Lord, I haven't been giving you my all these years, Lord. Confess it. Confess it. That's all you have to do. And then you can change it. And you could be the bomb. You could be better than bread. You know how great a loaf of bread was when it first was invented? You could be better than sliced bread. You really could be. Okay? Think about this for a second. What I mean by that is, I don't Everybody I know eat bread, right? And they eat sliced bread. Or they get the bread from wherever, Panera, Whole Foods, or whatever, or they make it themselves. And they use that bread that they make, and they make a sandwich. It has many uses, does it not? French toast, sandwiches, whatever, right? PB&J, lunch, many uses. But if you're better than that because you're honest with yourself, right? God can use you in many different ways. You'll be sitting on everyone's table. Amen? Think about what I'm saying to you. Be better. Do better. And then you don't lie. Just say, Lord, help me to do better in you. What are you going to say? Lord, help me to do better in you. Don't say, I'll do better. You know you're not going to do better. Because that's who you are. That's who you are. If you're a liar, don't say, Lord, I won't lie no more. You're lying right now. You're lying to God. That don't do something to you. If you're lying to God, that don't freak you out. Because Think about this for a second. If you're lying to God, you have to understand that he knows you're lying. And if he knows you're lying, because he's very patient. And there's no repentance from you because you think God is stupid. You must think he's stupid if you lie to him, right or wrong. Right? You ever had your parents say, what do you think I'm stupid? You think you just lied to my face? All parents said that. All parents said that to their kids. What do you think I'm dumb? You just lied to my face? I don't think so. I don't think so. I don't think so. God don't play that.
Let's go to Luke 6.30. Be honest. It's the best way to be. Trust me. I can tell you this right now. I'm probably one of the most honest people you'll ever meet in your life. I am extremely honest because I do not care. I care about how I act. I care about how I represent myself, how I represent God and my wife and kids. I care about how I represent you. So therefore, I'm only going to give you the best of me. That's what God wants. He wants the best of you. Luke 6.30. Watch this. This is what you do. Give to every man or woman that asketh of thee, and of him or her that taketh away thy goods, ask them not again. Don't let them keep it. Don't ask for it back. If someone steals something from you, don't ask for it again. They'll be like, you stole. Can I get that back? Let them have it. And keep it moving. There's reasons people steal. Amen. They steal because they're hungry. They break into your home because they're hungry and they have no parents and live on the street. And that child is just basically eating out of your cabinet. And you think it's a raccoon or something. And you go downstairs at night, you're like, little dude, what you doing? He's going to be terrified. Right? Me? I'm going to feed him more. Okay? I'm going to feed him. I'm going to like take a shower. We're going to sort this out in the morning. Sleep right here. I'm going to feed the child, and that child might even become my own child, okay? Because that's how I roll, literally. I mean, people I fed, especially my son's homeless friends. Here we go. 31. And as ye would that men or women should do to you, do ye also to them likewise. Do unto others as you would have them do unto you, period. That's the good model, right? If you want someone to steal from you, steal from other people, right? If you want someone to talk bad about you, talk bad about people, right? If you want someone to love you, love everybody. Amen? Your energy is what's going to come back to you. It's as simple as that. For if you love them which love you, what thank ye, what thank have ye? For sinners also love those that love them. Do better. Be better. You got to be better. So if you only love the people who love you, what type of Christian are you? Amen? You're no good, right? You're not honest. You don't have a pure heart. And there's no integrity. Amen? None whatsoever. You must love all people. All people. No matter what. Sinners. I don't want to do anything that a sinner does. I don't want to be considered in the same classification as a sinner. I'm here to help sinners, not to be one of them. And you got some bad sinners out there. Amen? I'm trying to get them to where I am and keep me out of from where they are. Amen. That's why when a Christian says to me, I went to this club and I was talking to everybody in that club at three in the morning. We was drunk, but I was talking to them about Jesus. No one listens to a drunk. And if ye do good to them, which do good to you, what thank have ye? For sinners also do even the same. Be better. Simple as that. Be better. If you only do good to those people who do good to you, what thanks do you get from God? No thanks at all. That's what sinners do. You did this for me? I'm going to do this for you. Take care of strangers. Love people. I would rather give to people that I do not know. Because there's not going to be no backlash behind it at all. Than give to people that I do know. I'm the total opposite. Because people that I don't know, they're going to appreciate it. They don't know what I got. They just know that I'm giving them what I want to give them. 
Okay, and there's more than what they have. Amen. But if I give to someone who knows me, complete inside and out, and they know how what I have, you just bought your wife a bag. I know it's that bag cost. So, and you only gave me ten dollars. <laughs> yeah, so I'm giving you ten dollars. That's it. But you gave it. She's my wife, you idiot. But you understand what I'm saying to you, right? So when a person who don't know me or know you, and you want to give to them, and you give something to them, they're gonna be appreciative of what you've given them. Think about what I'm saying. So you got to choose your friends and your family wisely. You can't choose your family, but you have to choose your friends. And you got to choose who you want to be around in your family wisely. Amen. And you choose your friends wisely. Always. No matter what, you choose them wisely. Because if you don't, there's going to be people around just to be around. When you should have people around because they love you and they enjoy your company. Amen. Watch this. Be better. And if you lend to them of whom ye hope to receive. I don't like people like that. What thanks have ye for sinners also lend to sinners to receive much again? People only lend sometimes just to get back. Or they think you got something going on. They were like, oh, you need something? I got you. Because you're going to get me later. That's human beings. Be honest. And if you have ever been one of those people, be honest with yourself and change. Amen? And change. Because that's guile. And you got to be better. But love ye your enemies and do good and lend hoping for nothing again and your reward shall be great in heaven and on earth and ye shall be the children of the highest isn't that what's important being a child of the most high God for he is kind unto the unthankful and to the evil that's your father we can't explain God and all his greatness and his wonderfulness and his grace and his mercy we just do what he say that's all we do. We try to be like him. We do what he say. You know how hard it is for someone, Christian or not, to be like, you just stole $100,000 from me, and I know about it. Or you use my name, and you messed up my credit. Here's $100,000. But love your enemies and do good, and lend hoping for nothing again. And your reward shall be great in heaven, and ye shall be the children of the highest, most high God. For he is kind unto the unthankful and to the evil. Learn to do this. Learn to be this way. Learn to be this way because it glorifies God. And it comes from honesty, integrity, and a pure heart. Be therefore merciful as your father also is merciful. Be good and not filled with hate and vengeance because it belongs to God. Listen, love everyone except Satan and those that hate God in Christ. Give those that hate God in Christ tough love as needed so they could change. Be better, be perfect in Christ. Learn to love in honesty and integrity and a pure heart. Forgive all that harm you. Love all that use you wrongfully. Be honest, not fake. Be a child of the Most High God and not a child of the world or of Satan. Stay away from that stuff. Matthew 5, verse 8. One verse to close. Blessed are the pure in heart, for they shall see God. You know how powerful that verse is? You can't be blessed, and you can't see God, and you can't see God's salvation without honesty, integrity, 
and a pure heart. If you strive to see God in any form, in any way, live to have a pure heart in Christ Jesus and grow the way he wants you to grow. Remember to stand in the grace of God because that's where he wants you. God bless you all. I love you all. All going praise to the Father and the Son. I take credit for nothing. In Jesus' holy name, amen. Were you moved by today's message? Download it now via our website for a donation of $10. Help us sow a seed of truth around the world. Donate any amount today. Thank you and God bless you.